What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Forgotten Jesus Podcast. My name is Andrew Bolton. With me, of course, is Candy and Robbie Gallaty. Pastor, today we're getting into the genealogy of Matthew. Yes. Finally. But before we do that, can we mention Candy's shirt? Look at this. Yeah. Candy's got the <laughs> I survived light, light up, up the, the pipe, pipe. shirt yes. if so you're I watching. All day yesterday at church, I was hearing, oh, this is like my favorite shirt from a gas station. And I think it's the best shirt we've ever done. I Love think it, it is. I think, and the and the way it feels is amazing too. It does feel I don't amazing. think. I think. I think you're saying all this because no one has access to get one of these. It's going to be like a unicorn. It, yes, because they're already done. You can't buy. You it won't find this one at Goodwill. You find it on eBay though. It was a oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, light up the pike. What turned up turned out to be heat up the pike when right. we started because it was like ninety nine degrees on the blacktop, and then it turned into run for your life on the pike right. as <laughs> the lightning wild. storm came and we had the greatest fireworks show we've ever had in the history. We did, except for all of our media equipment was literally floating away. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but it was rental, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. Hopefully, we had insurance. Okay, yeah, genealogy. Yeah, we're, oh, we're into Matthew. Let's give a couple recaps so we know where we've been. Thank you. Okay. Matthew has three themes, just to remember. Do you remember the three themes he's trying to prove? Uh, Jesus is the new Moses. Okay. Candy? Oh, gosh. Listen, I've been on summer break, so I'm a little... Uh, she's coming back what, from summer. It's September. What are you talking about? Talking about? True. Yeah. Um, okay, so the kingdom of heaven? Uh, that is a theme through all of them. It's the, Andrew would go for two for two. Uh, I'll, I got, I'm one and done, Pastor. Okay, what did you say? Jesus is the new, the new Moses. Moses. Jesus is the son of? David. And Jesus is God in the flesh, God with us. Okay, okay. Emmanuel. 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 We talked about Matthew um, having these themes that he's writing about. Now, I mentioned this before, but I'll just recap. I believe Matthew could have been the first gospel. A lot of people think Mark was, we, they think it's because he's the shortest, but he's not short in length, he's short in accounts. Right. I believe Matthew's the first gospel because one, Matthew's talking about all of the issues of the Jewish community as it pertains to the law and how to live out the law, which predominantly the, the ministry of Christ was Jewish at the right. beginning. Remember? First to the Jews. Then, then to, to the, the Gentiles, Gentiles. right. Right. Also, we have an insight from Eusebius, the early church father, who actually in the first century says that he believed Matthew was written in Hebrew because mm -hmm. of the idioms in the text or the colloquialisms or the slang sayings, if you will, like okay. y'all and, right. um, you know. French Quarter, if you're in New Orleans, or going to make groceries <laughs> if you're going to go to the, the I need to go to the grocery store. With you grocery store. Okay. okay, but let's get into Matthew's genealogy. The question we begin with is this. Why begin with a genealogy, Andrew? Okay, so it's not Matthew's genealogy. It's the genealogy, genealogy of Jesus, Jesus. Correct. Matthew, correct, correct. Yeah, why, yes, but you're, you're Matthew writing for a theme. New okay. Moses, son of okay. David, I'm God I'm writing to the Jewish audience. okay. So the genealogy needs to prove that Jesus is from the line of David. It's One of them. Prove yeah. okay. It's got to prove something. It's got to prove something. Jesus is this, this, you remember, there were potentially 12 so-called messiahs a right. hundred years before, a hundred years after Jesus, figures who claimed to be the messiah, who were just these guys out there. But the Bible was specific. The Messiah should come through this lineage. The right. Messiah should have these qualities. Mm -hmm. So Matthew is giving Jesus a platform to stand on right out the gate. Now, Matthew and Luke have two different books, but they both have genealogies. Right. Out of the four Gospels, Mark and John, no genealogies. Right. Matthew and Luke do. 
Luke doesn't give his genealogy till what chapter? Do you know? Mm. No idea. Hold on. Not chapter one, like Matthew. Oh, uh, two. Two. Close. <laughs> three. Three. <laughs> I was gonna say Luke three. gives three. Okay. Now let's begin with the genealogy. Can Matthew. I ask you a question real quick? Okay. Yeah. Is no, correct me if I'm wrong. I probably am. Uh, one of those gene- genealogies are they from like Mary's side and one from Joseph's side, or am I misremembering something? No, you're getting ahead of us, but that's good. I'm learning something. Well, y'all. I that have a good. question. Okay. That's good, actually. Okay. So, no, that's you- that's right though. Mary is uh, Luke. Okay. Matthew uh, talks from the perspective of Joseph. Okay. We'll get to that. So you said there were twelve Messiah-like figures that kind of came along the scene around you. Yeah. Have we talked about this on the podcast? I believe so. I think we have. Have we so, talked about so called when the men ran Correct. naked? We have in not talked games. about the men ran, ran naked in a while. <laughs> so here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, they have. They're done. Um, so okay, but my point is, people come on the scene and they say that they're the Messiah, right? But what are they basing that on? Because like with Jesus, we're obviously going to see through genealogy, but we also know the messianic miracles that he did. That was believed that well, the Messiah the, would do these things. So you have these people that come on and say, "Oh, I'm a mes- Messiah or whatever," and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Well, they had to have a couple ca- characteristics and qualities. We'll get to those. One of which was be of the lineage of the house of David. Mm-hmm. So you had to have that to even claim, and a lot of these guys did. But okay? they weren't going to be able to do the miracles. Well, some of them did perform miracles. You got to understand, Jesus How? was. You got to realize, this is another thing people don't realize. Jesus was not the only miracle worker of his day. Did you know this? Wait, hold on a second. I'm thinking here. Here we go. Here we go. Because we're already starting. This is going to make me a little mad. No, don't get mad. Just listen. Don't get mad before you listen. Do I need to sit in between y'all? No, no, not at him. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is nobody can be Jesus. So if somebody comes on the scene, and they're trying to do a miracle, they're not really a miracle worker. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. I do. Yes, okay, ma'am. Yes, I do, and I will me, not okay, disagree let me, with just, you. let me just get you seven down for a second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus is not on trial here. Okay, so we don't have, I, feel, I hear what you're doing. I love it. You're trying to defend Jesus. He doesn't need to be defended. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, you can't come on the scene and say you're Jesus when you're not. Well, Or yes. that you're a Messiah because you're not. Well, yes. Okay, but let me ask you a question. Did Moses perform miracles? Yes. Did Elijah perform miracles? Yes. Did Elisha perform? Yeah. So they're God. Hani the circle. But they're not drawer saying that there was a guy, a Messiah after. either. But no. they were a Messiah. They Moses were, was they a were Messiah. Messiah like figure. The Messiah. You got to remember Deliverer. There's, there's a difference between the Messiah and a person who is a Messiah like figure. David was called the Messiah in a sense because he was a Messiah-like figure. Quote, the word Mashiach, Yeshua, Jesus, Hamashiach, doesn't mean the Messiah one. It means Hamashiach, Messiah means anointed Anointed one. It just means the hand of God, the anointing of God is upon you. A king had a Messiah-like figure. A priest could be a Messiah-like because they were anointed. Okay, so what what I'm saying here is Jesus is one among many people at that time. Look at it historically, who rises up and they say he's the Messiah. Jesus never early on says he's God or the Messiah. Right. He does it toward the end of his ministry, but he, he never rises have to say and it say because hey, he's going to prove it. Yeah, well, he's going to prove it. Right, exactly. But how do you say this Messiah 
is the Messiah and all these so-called messiahs are not? Well, right away, Matthew and Luke are going to plant him as a real man in history, mm-hmm. part of a lineage. Okay, now, let me just tell you one thing about genealogy so we don't miss it, okay? Okay. Genealogies were not uncommon in the Jewish nation right. or the Jewish culture. In fact, the Bible is filled with genealogies. Right. Where is the first pop quiz? You want your Bible for this. Where's the first genealogy found in the Bible? If you're listening, you can follow along with this and answer it's, out loud. Would it be, you're talking about anywhere in the Bible? Anywhere in the Bible. Where's the first genealogy? Well, it's going to be in the Old Testament. It's going to be in the Old Testament. What book? It's all the begat this, begat that. Yes, which just means the son of or right. birth, yeah. Okay, which one? Genesis chapter what, Andrew? Uh, I think it's five. Genesis chapter five. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. Chat GPT for the win. Oh, my God. Here gosh, it is right this here. This guy here. I this even have here. the, I'm just using the tools okay. I have. Okay, Genesis. <laughs> the tools in the tool You know, bill. somebody's going to email us about that. Okay, Genesis. Well, they can email us at Robbie.gallery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the second genealogy in the Bible? The first one is Genesis 5, and we know a man named Enoch. He walked with God. Genesis chapter 10, we have the second genealogy. Genesis chapter 11, verses 10, 27, and 32. We have the third genealogy. So the Bible is filled with genealogies. But the key genealogy I want you to see is the genealogy of Moses. Okay. Go to Exodus chapter 6, verse 14. Exodus chapter 6, verse 14 is the genealogy of Moses. And it's interesting because Moses begins somewhat of a ministry before Genesis chapter 6, I mean, Exodus 6. But the ministry doesn't really take off until after the genealogy is given. I want you to notice this. So look at Exodus chapter 6, and uh, you'll notice this genealogy. These are the heads of the what? Candy, you can just read it for context. The heads of, the fa- of their father's families. Yep. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak and Palu, Hezron and Carmi. These are the clans of Reuben, the sons of Simeon, Jamul, Jamin, Ohad, Yachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the clans of Simeon. Okay, we go. It just keeps going on and on and on. And so this is the lineage of the family of Moses, okay, and Aaron. The, the, the high priest. Now, go to the next chapter, Exodus chapter 7. So we have Moses being firmly planted as a figure in the history of Israel. Then what we have is the very next thing, Moses is about to start his what? His public ministry. Public ministry. Watch this. And the first miracle, quote, first plague, you call it miracle because anything supernatural, right. miraculous. The first miracle that Moses is going to perform Ooh. to prove Son. to prove that he is who God calls him to be. Can I guess? Take a guess. Turning the water into blood. Water into blood. And Andy, that, do you know the significance of that? No. What? what? <laughs> Andrew, listen, he's, well, it's the, right now. he's got two and a half years in a D group. Well, Jesus is he's so finally true. listening. You're getting to, it. Finally. I've been listening the whole no, you, time. You do listen and take notes. You're one of the better D group guys. I am. I am. You're one of the best in the group. But anyway. Yes. Well, yes. are we talking about, <laughs> okay. he said the okay, significance. Okay, watch this if you're listening. Wait. Okay. Is it because Jesus turns water into wine? Yes. Bingo. Yes. Now watch this. Ding, ding, now watch ding. this. They're trying to prove Jesus is the new Moses. Why? Because Moses was a Messiah-like mm-hmm. figure, meaning Mo- Messiah is an anointed one, a savior. He's going to yep. redeem. What did Moses do? He redeemed him from the bondage of the slavery of Egypt. Jesus, like Moses, is going to come and redeem the people, not from the bondage of slavery, but from the bondage of 
sin right. once and for all. And isn't it interesting that the very first miracle, and Andrew, you could show your Gospel Parallels book to those who are I brought this because people have been asking no, that's, online, what is a good resource okay, for this, studying this? This, if you want to follow along with us, you can we'll drop go. The, well, hey, let's drop a link of this in the show notes. Yeah, the thro- so people it's, can. it's uh, Throckmorton. Is, no, you can hold it up. The, the, uh, Burton Throck. You've memorized Martin. it? No, but I have gone through it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I learned this from uh, Dwight Pryor turned me on to this. But Throck Morton, I find, is better than the A.T. Robertson and other gospel parallels. Right. Uh, because he actually puts them all together and he has the, the Hebrew connection. So I think I like it a little better. But uh, you'll notice every single one of them in the chronology of Jesus say, every one of them, everybody, that the first miracle was turning the water into wine. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's way bigger than Jesus just going to a wedding and bailing out a oh, friend yeah. or family member who's right. in trouble. Jesus is putting his spiritual marker down in the right. ground and saying, you guys know the Old Testament story. You know Moses' right. mm-hmm. background. You know how the story of God begins. Yeah. He turned water into blood, which was clear to red. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn water into wine, which is clear to red. And he's showing them way bigger than just a marriage ceremony. He's showing them he's the Messiah to come. He's the man they've been waiting for. Um, So side note, just thinking about this, but what if, I wonder how that miracle, Jesus turning the water into wine would have come about if Mary had not gone to him and said, hey, they're out Mm. of the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just find it interesting that, God used Mary, Mary. to go mm. to mm. him and say, hey, this. Yeah. But yeah, because if not, you know what I mean? Like, would Jesus have just said, well, I know you're out of wine, so let me go ahead and, you know what I mean? But I don't know. So I just find it interesting. Is, since he's God, did he work in the heart of Mary to move her to come ask him to turn the water into wine? Sovereignty, right? Who knows? Yeah. Not, I think what's I, cool I think we is. Do, not, not who knows. We do know. <laughs> God, before the foundation of the world, moved the heart of Mary on that day. Right. Yeah. Not, remember, there are no accidents in the economy right. of God. Right. There are no accidents in the genealogy of Christ. There, everything's there for a reason. We're going to learn that in a moment. Every, the, the oddities of the text are where the nuggets are buried. Mm. Say that again. The, uh, the things of the text, and I learned this uh, line, this, is, uh, this idea. I, I knew it, but formalize it from uh, Marty Solomon, our friend Marty Solomon at, the Bayman podcast, the oddities, the things that are obscure, the things in the text that are odd or don't make sense, that's where the nugget is. Right. right. We look over the, like, the, why are there four women, Gentile, outcast, in the genealogy of the holiest man to ever live? That's where the nuggets are. Yeah. Why is Matthew, in a moment, making such a point to show that Jesus is not of Joseph, He's just his surrogate. He, he's mm-hmm. just his stepfather. He has right. nothing to do with Joseph. Mary's his mom. Why does he do that? That's the nugget. Right. Okay? So the genealogy is, is putting Jesus as a real figure in a real time period, a real man in a real country with right. real people. I think what's neat is for you and I read, and for you guys watching or listening to this, we read this, we hear this connection. It's like a light bulb. Like, oh, man, that's awesome. For them... It's not a hidden nugget. It's a billboard. Like they mm. they see Jesus turn water into wine, and they instantly think of Moses. Well, that's that, that's really good. For uh, yes, good. the 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 nuggets that are the light bulbs going right. off in our head were just commonplace. They right. knew right. those things. Yeah. 
They knew those things. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep going. So Matthew begins with the genealogy. Now, right out the gate, Candy, I want you to read right out the gate, Andrew. We're going to read this slow. For those who want to get through this genealogy, we'll be here a couple weeks. Oh, wait. We're <laughs> Maybe going back. a month. Matthew. Yeah. But that's okay because there are nuggets upon nuggets in this thing. You know, I had to buy readers for the first time last night. Wow. Where, where are they? You know, if you actually they read with a big Bible, oh. a large, <laughs> you know, if you read with a large print Bible, you don't need. Is this large print you can underneath? Zoom here? your phone in also. Like most older True. people no, have I like can, really big font. You know, me. <laughs> I can read I like, it. Yeah, but you can. Uh, yeah, that I, is actually way too small, by the way. Keep going, my, but let's read. Yes. It's just the method of quickness that's when like you say eight, turn here, like turn eight, there, read it's this. It's like an read eight that. font. You need like a 15 or I can pull it up. Okay, what do you want me to read? I want you to read. Matthew 1.1, 1, 1. just read Matthew 1.1, 1, 1. and we're not even going to get past the first verse. Okay. An account of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Okay, so you're, you're already, you got your, you got your lenses on, your Hebraic lenses on, yes. and you're an investigator when you're reading mm. the Bible slowly. Remember, we're not reading, and we talked about this before, but it's good to reha re rehash this. The Jewish culture did not read the Bible for information to pass the test. Right. They read the Bible for intimacy with a person. Mm -hmm. okay. If you get nothing else from this podcast and take so that good. to the grave, yeah. that'll be enough. I promise you. I mean, that's for us as well. Oh, yes. yeah, for all of us. 100%. That changed my Bible reading. Because for years, I was trying to box check to get a curriculum plan done so sure. I could tell people I finished the Bible in a year. Mm -hmm. No offense to finishing the Bible in the year. But the point of reading the Bible is not for you to read the Bible. The point of reading the Bible right. is for the Bible to read you. Yeah. Hold on. I have to process that for I know. a second. <laughs> the Meaning Bible reads you. James said the Bible right. oh, is yeah. a mirror. Yeah. yeah, No one holds a mirror up to his or her face yeah. and then sees, okay, man, I got cinema. That hair right, is out right, of right. place, man. That, and then walks away and does nothing about it. No, the Bible has to read your mail. Well, when you think about when the Bible talks about itself being a sword, mm -hmm. it is a double-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of so, sword and yeah. spirit, right. joint so and marrow. Don't just cut yeah. forward, it cuts backwards as well. Ooh, that's good. Yes, double-sided. You can use that. You can use that in a sermon. Yeah. Brother, you are on it today. I know, you're Same. on fire. What happened to you? Uh, the Bible's been reading me. It's the new background. No, it's the... It's no, the listen. new sign. We didn't even know, point listen. out our new sign Episode you worked five. on. If you're watching this on YouTube, you've noticed our background has changed every time. Yeah. Uh, we've had some issues there. We've had some sign issues with the We're company, but they now. did make it right. They made it right. They made, it, right. But they made it right. It's a brand new company. <laughs> we had two <laughs> issues with the previous <laughs> side. Now, wait, I will say this, just one little side note here. Okay. Yes, I 100% agree with everything you're saying, mm. but I do believe if you've never read the Bible in its entirety as a Christian, you should do that. doesn't okay. have to be in a year. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't read no, the Bible. No, I know. I'm just saying just a little encouragement out there. Um, At least through one time. Because well, okay, here's the thing. I think, if, oh, you, yeah. if you... Yes, ma'am. I will not argue if with you. you. No, you can no, no I'm not. Now. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you stand before Jesus Christ one day, right? Yeah. We die. We're standing there with him. And as a believer, like we've never, ever in all our years read through the entire Bible. Yeah. It'd I would be, be a little bummed. To, you know, like, golly. Um, you don't have to do it every year. You don't have to rush through it. But at some point in our journey as a believer, we should attempt to, well, and, to yeah, do that. And some people However will say- However long it takes you. Yeah, so then the pushback would be, well, I'm gonna be in heaven with Jesus. I don't need to, I'll, I'll know everything. I won't need to know the Bible. Dallas Willard used to say Will this. we know everything? Like we're gonna be with him and there's no pain and there's all that, but will we know everything? I don't think I don't I'll know. care. Like, I don't think I'm gonna, all not. the questions I have right now, I don't think I'll be worried about 
Well, here's what Dallas Willard said about this. He said, what is the Christian life? You know, he's a philosopher, Willard. He said, what is the Christian life? Why, why, why read the Bible as a Christian? Why pray? Why memorize scripture? Why go to church? Why worship? Here's what he said. The Christian life is training for reigning. Mm. Okay. The Christian Ooh. life is training today. Not this kind of rain. Not, not, not rainfall, but R-E-I. Reigning tomorrow. Ooh. Right. Yeah, Meaning, baby. See, we forget this. We forget that God is watching the way we live today mm-hmm. to determine if he can trust us today right. with the little things we have in order to entrust us, Ian, trust us right. tomorrow yeah. with authority and dominion and control in heaven. You, you got to remember, heaven is about systems and principles and, princi- and, and, and rulership and dominion in heaven. Right. And so what are you doing, Andrew? Well, I'm just saying, I think we also forget, <laughs> I'm holding up a book that you wrote, Pastor, yeah. Yeah. That, that God has something for us here and now. It's not just about eternity right. one day. Yes. God has something for us today, right now. And I know that the more time I personally spend in the word, not just checking out the, off the boxes, but yeah. intimately spending time with Jesus, yes. I'm a better husband, yeah. I'm a better father, I'm a better friend. Uh, mm. I'm so don't struggle with you know anxiety as much. You, yes. you name it. God yeah. has something for you here now through spending time in the Word as well. Yeah, here now is the and you can find this book on Amazon. Well, that's the in my mind when I wrote that book, I thought right. I wrote a groundbreaking book. Yeah, and everybody hates it. It was the Why best they hate book, book that no one's read. Here <laughs> <now>. <laughs> But, but but the point of that book is, how do you live in the kingdom of heaven today? Yeah. Right. See, we're so consumed with trying to get out of earth, ejected into heaven right. today or tomorrow, when God's trying to bring heaven on earth through us today right. as we obey him. Okay, so back to where we are. Why, okay, so these are all good questions, but why does Matthew begin with this line? Jesus Christ, the son, son. of Abraham, or the son, son of, of David, David, the son of Abraham. Abraham. I mean, it has what to is be. The, what is the oddity? That's the point I'm making. What okay. is odd about this that causes us to pause? Or what is missing in our mind? You would think to find another name there. Moses? Moses. Why? If he's trying to prove. But Moses, is, is Moses in the genealogy? Is that a dumb question? Like, is, is Moses in the genealogy? Or is mm. he just another? I don't uh, think so. Separate no. genealogy. No. He, he's, he was that's, a, that is a good question. A question. That's a great question. Uh, and the answer is I don't know, but the point is, you would, well, no, he was a he was a Levite, right? Yeah. Well, yes, but the point I'm trying to make is, oh. you would think he would try to include Moses because Moses is the deliverer. Right. Moses is the person he's trying to prove. But if he's not in the family, it has nothing to do with the genealogy. Well, like you yes. got Robbie, son of Bob, True. son of Robert the first. But the point we're going to make in just a moment, I don't want to give the next week away. But we're going to show you how the reason Matthew, i just give you the punchline. The reason Matthew gives the genealogy of Joseph is because there is an elephant in the room right. for mm. the people in the first century. Yeah. There's an elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is they know, and I'm not going to give you the answer. You can go study it. But they know that Joseph is disqualified from being the, the person Jesus can be the son of. They know that. Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, is not qualified to be the descendant of the king of David mm. through the line of the Messiah. Did you know this? We'll get to that later. But, but so what I'm saying is, yes, he uses Joseph, but you think he could have started with this is about Moses. But the reason is you're right. Number one, he's not of the lineage. But number two is you, gotta, you remember this. Their father 
they wouldn't say their father was Moses. They would say their father was who? Abraham. Abraham. Remember in John 8, Jesus, Jesus is arguing, debating with them, and they say, no, our father is who? Abraham. So yeah. they're saying that's who our father is. Now, they know that because God promised Abraham three things. You remember this? He promised him three things. One, he from, promised him that the seed of, or, or his seed would produce yeah. the nation, right? Yeah, so God says, I'm, I'm going to give you the seed or your descendants yeah. will bring the Messiah. So that's number one. Number two is he has a second one. What was the second one? Uh, knew the descendants. Land. So he gives a people, then he gives the land. Okay. He said, I'm going to give you a land and I'm going to give, so he gives a, a people, the offspring, mm-hmm. give you a land, and then I'm going to give you a person, Jesus, Ooh. the Messiah. People, property, and person. Ooh, I like that. People, property, and person. Okay. So to Abraham, he gave people, property, and person. Mm-hmm. Use your idea. I like that. But to David, he gave what? He made a promise to David. Kingship. Mm-hmm. So through the Messiah, your descendants will rule and they will reign. So right away we see David and Abraham being the the, the two pillars, if you will. Now right. we're going to get into the genealogy, okay? Uh, and we're going to do that next episode. Well, and I'll just say that, yeah, we'll do it next episode. <laughs> but let me just give you, let me just tee it up. We talked about, talked about this before. The genealogies are different in a number of ways. One of which is Matthew is going to give it from the perspective of Joseph, so everything you see is from Joseph's perspective. The timer is up. The timer's up. I didn't know we had a buzzer with I didn't know we did either, yeah. and I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> wow. The buzzer and the timer. Golly, now they got me on a timer. So Jesus is of the lineage of Joseph, and so that's Matthew's perspective. Right. When we go to the Gospel of Luke, we're going to see it from the perspective of Mary. The differences is, are, are stark. Joseph hears about this supernatural birth from who? Or how? How does he hear about it? Angel. No. Dream. Sorry. A dream. Mm. An angel on a dream. But 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 that's interesting too because who in the Old Testament was a dreamer? Joseph. Uh, hold on, hold on. I have this written in my Bible. Joseph. Joseph. Man, Joseph in the Joseph. Old Testament. Jacob's yes. son. All right. Mary is going to hear about the supernatural birth from who? An angel. An angel. God Himself. A messenger. A a a, a messenger of God who's distributing the message. So that's how it happens, okay? We'll talk about that next week as we continue. Okay, sounds good. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Forgotten Jesus Podcast. If you're not following along with us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That's going to help us. And also, if you're not connected with us on social media, you can follow us at at The Forgotten Jesus on Instagram. That's a great place to ask us questions, get connected. Uh, We'll post some behind-the-scenes stuff there as well. So you want to be sure to do that. So, Pastor, thank you. Candy, thank you. And we will see you on the next episode.